0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nguja-Dean. Today is Tuesday, October 17th. Coming up, skyrocketing property values made homeowners on Kansas City's west side worry they couldn't afford to stay in their homes. A program to lower property taxes is the solution they've been looking for. We'll hear more about the program's first year. But first, some headlines. More Kansas families are piling up school meal debt following the end of federal COVID-19 subsidies that made all meals free. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports. A new report from Kansas Appleseed shows that student lunch debt in Kansas reached $23.5 million this year. The report looked at district policies regarding lunch debt. About two-thirds of Kansas districts have policies that allow students an alternate meal or snack if they don't have money in their account. Martha Terhar with Kansas Appleseed says punitive policies cause stress for students and families. It's still limiting kids' access to meals and putting a lot of fear around access to food, which should just be a basic necessity. Less than a quarter of school meal debt is ultimately paid off by parents. Districts typically end up covering the shortfall with general funds or donations. The Starlight Theater announced a $40 million campaign yesterday to make improvements to the outdoor venue. KCUR's Julie Denishay reports.
1: If fully funded, it will cover the construction of a production truss and light bridge, and a seating canopy to shade approximately 3,200 seats to allow for summer Broadway matinees. President and CEO Lindsay Rude Clifford says the renovations will allow Starlight to expand its offerings programming expansion for me is the number one driver of almost everything that is in this campaign. How do we really bring people together
0: to enjoy the benefit of theater and music?
1: Starlight opened as a theater in
0: 1950. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. In September of last year, the Kansas City Council approved a tax break program for homeowners in the West Side neighborhood who saw their home values skyrocket, even as many of them live on low or fixed incomes. KCUR's Madeline Fox asked our local government reporter Salisa Kalakal to talk about how the program is going
1: one year in. So, Salisa, why was this tax break needed? data shows that from 2018 to 2020, there was actually a 128% increase in the average assessed value for uh, owner-occupied homes on the west side. That's very high. Uh, No other neighborhood in Kansas City has seen an increase like that. And actually, Michael Duffy, he's an attorney with legal aid, and he actually helped develop this program. He pretty much pins it on the gentrification of the West Side.
0: So this is a neighborhood that, you know, 25 years ago was redlined by nearly every bank that anybody tried to get a loan from. And now suddenly uh, millionaires want to live in the West Side.
1: And so there was a real crisis going on in the West Side where many homes are still owned by people who are low income. A lot of them are hitting retirement age or past retirement age. Maybe they live on a fixed income from Social Security. They might also still work. And, you know, their whole life has basically been the West Side and they don't want to move anywhere else. They don't know where they can move. You know, Kansas City is in the middle of an affordable housing crisis right now. But at the same time, over the past, I would say, four years, they have been faced with skyrocketing assessments, higher tax bills that are just out of their means. And so a group of West Side homeowners and lawyers came together to figure out, OK, well, what can we do to provide some relief? And that's where we have this, you know, Chapter 353 redevelopment plan, basically Chapter 353 is a local economic development tool. It uh, Basically, you take a geographic area. If you can prove that it's blighted, then people in that area, usually it's a developer, but in this case, it's homeowners, they get a tax break. So who is eligible for this tax break and what do they get? So technically, every homeowner on the West Side who owns their home is eligible regardless of their income. But the way that I would break that down People who are lower income get more of a benefit. So, if you make less than $75,000 a year, and this does cover most uh, West Side homeowners, they will pay in taxes equal to 2.65% of their income. And Michael Duffy, who we just heard from, he said they came up with the 2.65% figure because they found out that was the average uh, amount that the average Jackson County homeowner uh, paid in property taxes. So if you sign up for the program, you know, you fill out all the paperwork. Um, and then if you make se- less than 75000 a year, Basically, you're paying 2.65% of your income, and that amount is actually frozen for 25 years. And that's really great for someone uh, like Juana Martinez. I interviewed her on the West Side. In recent years, You know, she was facing, without this program, having to pay uh, about an $1,800 uh, tax bill, and she can't afford that, even with the two jobs that she works right now. Now with the program... You know, her uh, tax bill for the next uh, 25 years uh, will be about $800. And that's an amount that's really, you know, affordable for her. I don't know if I'm going to live 25 years, but I'm going to live 25 years in peace. How many people have applied to the program in its first year? Organizers with the program have told me that 272 uh, households have signed up so far, and that represents about 53% of all uh, owner-occupied homes on the West Side. So the program, uh, it was passed by city council last September. So basically in this first year, it's really been about uh, setting up the program, letting people know that it exists, getting people to sign up Um, and they say that with this most recent assessment that Jackson County did in the summer that also really motivated people uh, to sign up and so uh, this first group anyone who signed up I believe it was before August or September they'll be able to see that relief on their tax bill that will come in November December if anyone applies you know from now on until the end of the year, they'll see um they'll receive like a refund sometime next spring to kind of reflect the change in their tax bill. There were some critiques of this program when it passed, and just concerns about how any tax break works. Can you break those down for us? Yeah. So taxing jurisdictions, especially the school district, they rely heavily on property taxes to essentially make up their budget. And so anytime the city grants, tax incentives or tax breaks, usually to a developer, that means that the developer is not paying a certain amount of property taxes for a certain amount of time. And that means that the school district and other taxing jurisdictions like the library, mental health institutions, they don't get those property tax dollars. And so there was some concern that even though this is a unique program in that it's for homeowners and not, you know, a big name developer or corporation that even still because they're not paying their full property tax bill that's money that is being lost by the school district and it is over a 25 year period which is a long time we have heard uh, you know people with the school district kind of criticize these lengthy incentive deals just because you know over time that money compounds uh, into dollars lost for the school district i guess the pushback that i've heard from people who are advocates of this 353 program is that it's not like homeowners are not paying any of their property taxes it's more like they're paying a lesser amount that they're able to afford so they can stay in their home and so their argument is you know it is healthier overall to have to have long-time residents stay in their homes, they are still paying property taxes to the county, but at the same time, they're doing it in an amount that is reasonable for them. And there was also some pushback about, well, what if other neighborhoods in Kansas City try and do the same thing? I mean, we have other neighborhoods that are historically disinvested, and yet, you know, they also are seeing you know high property tax bills and assessments. People I've talked to have said. That will just have to be a case by case basis. Um, Council members who really supported this 353 plan have said, you know, what's happening on the west side is a very unique situation that, you know, it's borne out by data that no other neighborhood is really experiencing the kind of rapid gentrification, skyrocketing home values that, you know, we're just not seeing that in other neighborhoods. It is, however, it does serve as a model for, you know, possibly future plans.
0: That was KCUR's Madeline Fox interviewing Salisa Kolakal. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nugia adeen This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Anna Schmidt, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Salisa's story on tax breaks on the West Side, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show and want to help us out, why not write us a review? It really helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive.